We're going to move into an interview here, actually, uh, to round out our first half hour of the show. Uh, Mitchell Musilar and Isabel Lee were so kind enough uh, to drop by the radio station to talk with me about their OUA championship performance uh, from a week ago and what they're expecting from the upco- upcoming youth sports championships this weekend, plus a lot more, including about Coach Greg, uh, Gray Fairley's Coach of the Year win. Uh, so here they are. It's Mitchell Musilar and Isabel Lee from the McMaster swim team. Please enjoy. Welcome back to the show. I am here with Mitchell Musilar and Isabel Lee. How are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, good, good. Good? All right, fantastic. Happy to hear it. You guys are fresh off the OUA championships uh, just in Toronto at the Pan Am Centre. Um, why don't you guys just start by kind of telling me how that went for you guys? Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a really good championship. Uh, we were swimming out of T-Pask, which is kind of uh, the pool in Canadian swimming right now. It's a brand new facility, 50 meter. It's got a dive tank, everything. Um, and yeah, I mean, you couldn't really ask for a better pool to swim a championship in. It really does like affect kind of the way the swimmers move through the water as like it's a brand new pool and not like uh, the tank that we have here. So definitely a, a big plus there. And we also hosted this year, so right. that was that was a pretty pretty awesome experience. Uh, lots of alumni involvement, had a ton come out, both recent alum and kind of legacy alumni too. So I think that was pretty special for uh, for this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the swimming was like really really fast. I think it was like one of the fastest OUs that I've ever like ever since uh, first year even. And um, yeah, a lot of really inspiring swims like coming coming out of it, and it was really great to have the alumni there to support because the whole like um, legacy of Mac is about building a family, and yeah, to see them come back come back out to uh, watch people that they didn't even like meet before, it was really awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Do you guys um, find yourself meeting up with alumni a lot, or is it just kind of at these big events? Uh, I think, yeah. It, it, it really depends, right? Like I have, um, this is my last year uh, with the team now, my fifth year. So I have kind of a connection with uh, the alumni who are more recently graduated up to like back to my first year. So I guess they'd be like four-year alumni now. Right. Um, and I definitely stay connected with them in the sense that like I know what most of them are up to. We kind of stay in touch that way because they were more recent teammates. But I think the special thing about this year was we had alumni coming out from really like the 80s and 90s and, oh, wow. and, and Gray's era, like our coaches era, um, which is a really unique thing because you kind of look at the top 10 swims, uh, you know, records for the team and, and you see a name, a name there and then they introduce themselves as that name and you're just like, oh, wow, like, you know, yeah. like this is this is somebody who, you know, you're kind of like idolizing and, and looking up to in terms of records. So I think that was a, a really cool thing. Uh, we also met um, Gray's old coach, which was uh, – yeah, he is a special guy for sure. Yeah, it was a, a really, really cool experience to kind of just see, you know, all these stories that Gray tells, and then all of a sudden this it's personified in this man. So definitely, uh, it was a really, really cool uh, experience from that side of things. So, yeah, Gray is actually an alum from Max Swimming, so mm-hmm. he had all of these connections and was able to bring everyone back and worked really hard to a like organize the entire meet and b like get everyone out here to support. So it was really good to see. Right. And let me ask you, uh, just as you guys kind of bring it up, uh, Coach Gray, um, I know he's kind of the men's coach, but uh, maybe Isabel, is there kind of a crossover between, like, do you interact with Gray or is he just kind of on the 
the men's side exclusively? No, he's actually the he coaches both men's and women's. Okay. So he's our head coach, um, and he writes most of the practices. We also have Ashley, who's our assistant coach, and she right. runs a bunch of the mornings. Oh, okay. But uh, Gray is at about like ninety percent of all of our practices, and yeah, he yeah. Um, really tries to um, develop like. A, like a personal relationship with everyone and to try and get to know everyone as a person, not just as a, as a swimmer. So, right. yeah. And uh, he was the winner of this year's OUA Coach of the Year, right? Um, what do you think that meant to him? Was that kind of special for him to receive that? Or also, what did it mean to you guys to see him get that kind of recognition? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll start off with this one. Um, yeah, no, he won the, uh, yeah, the men's uh, Coach of the Year for the OUAs this year. Uh, and I think winning that for him uh, I can't really say exactly how he was feeling I think it definitely is like a triumphant moment uh, we came from a team last year where um, we were fourth uh, but the point differential was much greater and then this year we had a really solid class come in um, but really it was just the men who were here really embraced and uh, you know went after it this year and every race that they swam they were just really passionate and really putting all of their heart into it to like climb up those places as many as possible and we ended up being so close to the meddling position mm -hmm. um it really was a night and day performance compared to last year's OUs and I think that that award really reflects the the coaching that uh both Gray and Ashley and our other coaches put in this year so definitely well deserved um on that side yeah yeah, I think um, I agree totally with all of that. And Gray and Ashley have really, um, I feel like this year was one of our like hardest training years. They've really stepped it up and they knew what they wanted um, to happen at OU's and um, they made us put in the work for it and it really showed. Like I think you guys got like 200 more points than you did last year, something like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, let me ask you about your individual performances a little bit at the OUAs. Um, Isabel, you reached the podium five times in three days. Do you remember what all those medals were? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I um, got a silver in the 200 free and then a bronze um, for the 4x100 medley relay, and I swam the, um, the 100 free on that one. And then um, I got a bronze in the 50 free and the 4x200 meter freestyle relay as I, I also anchored that one and then uh oh yeah the 100 free i also got a bronze right. on the last day yeah and then uh mitchell you got um sorry i don't have it here yeah, you no, want to just I, tell I, us what I, medals I, you got I, I remember i remember it <laughs> yeah you know it. uh yeah no i got a uh, a silver in the 1500 yeah uh, and then a, as well as a silver in the four by two uh freestyle relay yeah, no, I was, I was pretty happy with uh, with those performances, especially the 4 by 2 Yeah. Um, this year was an especially um, fast year for that one. Uh, we had Ian McKinnon come in and, and really help us uh, elevate that relay, as well as um, kind of a sixth year, uh, Alex Tropenine coming back from a co-op. And, yep. and, you know, coming back from kind of a year where you're working and, and then swimming uh, to that level is very difficult, but he really elevated himself this year as well. And um course we had Kavork uh who is always clutch right. so yeah no it was it was an amazing relay to be on for sure um and yeah to walk away with the silver in it is is, is a really special thing as well mm. so. mm -hmm. do you guys have like a favorite event like is there one that really kind of grabs you or do you find it's uh all more or less similar I 
don't really know if I have a favorite event because they're all quite painful. Yeah. But <laughs> I think I I like relays a lot because yeah. it's like you get to race with your team. And I usually I like to anchor and Gray knows that. So he usually puts me last. But like I've said it before, like I love watching my team race like right before me. And then like they always everyone swims faster on relays because like you you're really swimming for the team mm-hmm. and like everything's on you. So and then you get to dive in and like try and finish what your teammates started. And it's like gets it gets a lot of like adrenaline up and i've never swum faster than i've swum on relays yeah. awesome yeah no I, i'd echo that sentiment i think um yeah when you're swimming on a relay it's really it's not about you anymore uh you have three other people who are really relying on you to get the job done um and although that pressure you know can feel um yeah it's, it's pressure for sure but at the same time you also know that those guys or girls are going to be behind you the whole way and i think just swimming and diving into the water and knowing that um, is an awesome experience. And then even when you're touching the wall, like you can't even slow down for that, right? Because you know that right. there's someone coming up right over top of you or you're finishing the race. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really just, it's, it's an awesome experience to be on a relay. And yeah, not to uh, not to take away from the individual events, mm-hmm. but yeah. definitely I, I think my heart's beating a little faster on the relays. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. a lot of pressure, right? You, you're not just performing for yourself. You, you also got three other people um, counting on you, right? Um, yeah. Do you find that's like a lot of pressure or is that just like feel you like do you guys get nervous before swims like that or is it all just fuel for a good run I feel like it's just it just gets me really hyped up like obviously there are nerves for every race because you don't want to fail your teammates but I think we usually do like a huddle before and we talk it Mm -hmm. out and we're like this is what we have to do we believe in each other and it's just a lot of positive talk right before versus like if you're in an individual race you usually don't really talk to anyone before you're just in your own head but like when you're surrounded with other people and they're trying to lift you up like moments before you race it's changes the dynamic a little bit yeah yeah the dynamics also very interesting um in a relay just because you see especially in the four by two you see your teammate get out and you know that what they just did is what you're about to do. Right. And you just see them having given it all, getting out of the pool, just, you know, dying, getting you know, breathing hard, <laughs> right. like exhausted, lactic acid is just spiked. And you look at them and you have to take their effort and you have to kind of just, you know, refocus and be like, okay, you know, they're, they're tired and I need to be tired and I need to give it my all. Um, and you're simultaneously congratulating them, cheering on your teammate in the water and preparing for your own race. So really there's just so much going on. As well as having, you know, thankfully McMaster is an incredible team when it comes to mm-hmm. cheering. You have all your entire rest of the team cheering over to the, the other side. So it's really just a lot going on. You have to really uh, focus in and, and tune yourself to what you need to what like you need to do going in. So yeah, yeah maybe that's why really is there. I don't know. Like sometimes it's better when you swim when you don't think. So mm-hmm. maybe because all of those things are happening, then like you're just out there to race. You don't really you can't really think about your specifics or stress about your own race. You're really thinking about other people as well. And positive distractions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's an interesting point you bring up that um, it's all just kind of mindless for you. Like you're not even thinking like is it just like 100 percent automatic? You're in the pool and then you're in the zone. Yeah, I would say for definitely the shorter races, I always say like I black out like I dive into the pool and mm-hmm. I get out and I like don't know what I what I just did like probably in the moment I'm thinking about specific things like oh I gotta like turn and like not miss the wall or something like right. that but for the shorter races for sure like I'm I'm a sprint or mid distance swimmer so I, I can't really think as much I don't really know about Mitch because he swims for <laughs> 15 minutes straight yeah, instead right. of 30 seconds so yeah no I'll uh I'll speak to the other half of that um yeah, from a distance perspective, I, I found that some of my best races, I kind of just had to trust in the training. 
And, um, you know, it's really hard not to think during those races because I, I think the 1500 especially is a very mental race. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot going on as well. You have uh, you have to count the entire race. Mm-hmm. Um, and 1500 meters short course is just a lot of counting. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, like that's like the biggest question I always get is like, how do you not lose count? Um, so you're counting. Uh, you're maintaining your stroke, making sure that you're staying on top of the water and having like efficient but but fast stroke, um, as well as watching the the competition because guys will tend to make moves in the mile um, that you wouldn't really you know see in a 200 for example because it goes by mm-hmm. so quickly. But in the mile, mm-hmm. you have to stay focused on what they're doing and make adjustments to your own speeds, kind of like you know marathon running or anything else uh, right. distance oriented. So um, yeah, I think. Uh, when I can, I try and just rely on my stroke and, and try and stay loose and, and not think about it too much. But there definitely is a lot going on within the race. So I, I definitely don't black out. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Well, for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, got, I got your time here. It's 15 minutes, 43 seconds, uh, 87 hundredths of a second because uh, we count those. Um, <laughs> what's like – what's – what's the strategy when it comes to those like are you just trying to go full tilt you can't go full tilt for 15 minutes swimming right so where's your bursts like where are you trying to hit your fastest point uh yeah like my my traditional game plan for the for the mile is basically you dive in um you kind of watch the field because everyone's going to go out a little bit faster in the first 300 uh but after that every 300 you basically just have to build an aspect of your stroke so it has to be you know a little bit of faster stroke rate you got to work those turns a little bit faster increase your kick mm-hmm. um and you basically just want to imagine yourself building towards the end uh gray always used to kind of joke about it being an orchestra mm-hmm. you have to add in you know the different instruments throughout um and just really end with a crescendo in that last 200 meters uh which ends up being the hardest part of the race quite honestly because you you have to just convince yourself that you're not dying right and, and, and go further um so yeah i'd say that's probably my my typical strategy but honestly each race is different so you kind of mm. have to make adjustments on the fly yeah right how much do you guys pay attention to who you're swimming against because obviously you're in a pool so it's kind of hard to see other people i imagine how much are you like are you watching your competition at all during the swim or is it all just whatever happens happens i think for me for the usually for the first half i like i know that i have to go out faster because i if i don't go out fast i'm not able to like i I know i can come back like i have enough um uh, fitness for that but i just need to go out fast so like really for the first half i'm aware of other people but i don't really pay attention to them Mm -hmm. it's like when it's the back half of the race and I need to start racing them, if if they're coming up behind me or I need to try and catch them, um, that's when I'm more aware of it. Also, because my events are much shorter, um, and it's different with like different strokes because freestyle you can see them because if you're if you're breathing to that side, but like if you're in an IM, like when you're doing all the different strokes, like really you can only see them on the wall or in your underwater. So it depends. You just kind of have to like have a feel of where they are. Yeah, no, for me, it's, uh, I don't know, uh, it's a little different, I guess. In the 400 and the 1500 especially, um, I'm aware of who I'm racing um, mm. before the heat starts because you get to know guys kind of over the over your right. over your varsity career, right? And I'll speak to Sebastian Pollins, who was the guy who came away with the gold this year. And, right. and I know when he races, he goes out fast. Um, and for me, that's not how I race. So I have to be aware of, of that and also aware of the fact that I have to trust myself in the way that I race my race. Uh, Cause if he goes out and I decide to chase him and I start slipping in my stroke, then, you know, I might be out of the, the race. So I have to just 
you know, be aware of the people I'm racing, but at the same time, know myself and trust myself that I can bring it back in the way that I normally do. So definitely I'm, I'm aware of, of people within the race as well as the individuals um, and like what they tend to do. So, mm. yeah. Let me ask you a general swimming question. I have never swum uh, competitively, um, obviously. Um, the wall turn, that's something I'm always so fascinated with. How many times do you have to smack your face into a wall before <laughs> you can successfully flip around and start going the other way? Uh, it's something you definitely, it's like a very fundamental part of your swimming that you learn as a child. And it's mm -hmm. like, I like coach um, children now and it's really funny to watch them. Uh, <laughs> try and attempt it for the first couple times. It yeah. it really just takes practice. It's like you have to learn how many strokes it takes to get you to the wall and how mm. like strong you are so that you you don't like obviously smash your face. And so I've I've seen people like break their noses or like Jeez. break their heels if they flip too like oh aggressively. Yeah. So yeah, it just takes practice and a little bit of like you know awareness of where your body is. Right. Yeah, I mean, after so many years, it just becomes like breathing, right? Like, right. I don't even, I mean, we, we practice turns on occasion, but really that's just to practice, you know, getting on and off the wall fast and like more like the speed of the turn rather than the fundamentals. And yeah, I think it, as Isabel said, like anything, it's just practice, um, especially since varsity is short course swimming, we, we tend to focus on those a lot mm -hmm. uh, because you turn twice as much as you would in the Olympic distance. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the interesting thing about varsity swimming is how much those turns come into play. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So 2020, Olympic year, right? I'm sure you guys knew that. Any dreams of the Olympics for you guys? Is that something that's in your sights? Um, I'm pretty happy with right. <laughs> swimming varsity, but um, I'm pretty close to a couple uh, trials times. So I'd like to, I'd like to just go to the Olympic trials and see. Obviously, we do have, the, the university swimming is very, very fast in Canada. We've got mm -hmm. Olympians, we've got world record, past world record holders, um, in the field. So I have seen fast swimming before, but like Olympic trials is just like a great experience to be at. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, same here. Um, hoping to qualify for some Olympic trials times at U Sports right this on. year. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, Olympic trials and then following that, the Olympics themselves, is, it's like very interesting because the sport in itself, it seems like it would be, you know, very set in its ways. But every year we see leaps and bounds and evolutions of strokes mm -hmm. and swimming and, and really just like strategies to the race. So I'm always excited for uh, both trials and the Olympics just to see kind of what people bring to the table. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's been around for a long time, but really the sport is just getting started in terms of what people can can do in it so i think that's super interesting mm -hmm. to kind of see how that's going to change this year so right. yeah it's become so much faster in the past like almost like even five years yeah. like all of these like kids that are coming up and they're going like these times that the breaking world records there's a like it's crazy yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable yeah well all right so maybe i got a little ahead of myself with the olympic <laughs> stuff um we should probably talk about the u sports championships first uh that's coming up what are you guys' goals uh for u sports do you have some set goals um maybe beating toronto uh <laughs> seven straight uh oua banners that has to get under your skin right yeah toronto is uh they've got a great program they've got um Byron and he really uh, does really good recruiting so they get a lot of um, and they're attached to the high performance center as well mm. so they've got some really good resources um, I think in the future we could definitely like our program has become so much faster like in the past like ever since my first year so I think if we keep like going in this direction we've got some really fast rookies this year as well like in a couple years maybe yeah. <laughs> we can touch them 
yeah, I think it's kind of like uh, Toronto has the benefit of having that super team appeal right now. Um, right. You know, you if you're a fast guy or a fast girl, you kind of look around and you're like, okay, what team can I go to that I'm going to win and I'm going to continue to win and I'm going to mm. get faster? And I think Toronto right now, in, in at least in Ontario, kind of has that prestige. Um, but I will say that it's interesting to see 